Welcome to the Art of Neighboring Podcast, Episode 1. Neighboring, as a Christian, is modeling and presenting Christ, both in our, both in our strengths and in our weaknesses. Hello, my name is Rami. I'm the pastor at Ironworks Church. And one of the things that we're doing this summer is that we are reading the book, The Art of Neighboring, together as a congregation. Our goal is simple. We want to follow the way of Jesus for the good of Westchester. And if we could summarize the entire Bible into one central teaching, it is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so this podcast is is really meant to help us in that task. And so over the, the summer weeks, I'm going to be interviewing uh, friends and pastors and practitioners who have thought deeply about neighboring. It's our goal that this podcast would actually help you to grow in your neighboring and follow the way of Jesus. So I'm here with my friend Tom Hazina. He is a pastor, a neighbor, and friend, and also a fellow Westchester resident. Welcome, Tom. Hey, thanks for having me, Robbie. Hey, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, I am a self, me and my, my three boys are burrow rats. That's what we call ourselves. Burrow rats? Burrow rats. We, uh, you have to explain we, that. We live in the borough of Westchester, and we live here. We love it here. My wife, Danae, so uh, she's not a burrow rat. I don't call her a rat. <laughs> I never, never call her a rat, but yeah. Um, yeah, my, my uh, I guess just by way of introduction, like I, I've lived in Westchester for all my, well, not all of my life, but my parents came here from Delaware County, the Delco, oh, the Delco Lord. Shuffle. They, they, they moved from uh, Upper Darby to Broomall to Newtown Square. Then they built a house out here in Westchester. Back when Westchester was totally uncool. Iron Hill wasn't here. Nobody came nope. into the town. And, uh, but we went to school here, uh, graduated uh, Westchester East High School before there were three high schools. Yeah. There was one rivalry, us and Henderson. <laughs> and uh, now uh, with three high schools, it's not even fun anymore to like make fun <laughs> of anybody. So, um, then went to Westchester University, and uh, I've, I wanted to. I, I so desperately tried to leave Westchester, and uh, because I didn't want to, I didn't at the time didn't want to like be stuck in one town forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the and it turns out like after joining South of the Campus Crusade. Mm-hmm. We lived in Penn State for three years and then came back and I directed says <laughs> and then since then I've I've really loved uh, loved living here and have a different perspective as a mom and raising my kids in, in in the borough of Westchester. So that's really awesome. So one one of the reasons why I wanted to have you uh, come and be our first guest on our first episode for the Art of Neighboring podcast is that you're the pastor at Liberty Church, Newtown Square. And the entire mission of the Liberty Church Network is to <laughs> live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Christ in Newtown Square or whatever specific neighborhood the church is. It's an awesome, awesome mission. And so, so I, that, that connects really well to neighboring. So what does neighboring mean to you? Yeah, that's a great question. That, that word neighboring, I've noticed, is kind of uh, the resurgence of... of uh, the desire to actually be present in people's lives in a neighborhood, you know, and, um, you know, neighboring to me has always been something that, um, I've enjoyed because I'm so socially gregarious anyway. I like to be with people. I like parties, good kinds of parties. (laughs) (laughs) 
however you want to filter that. Um, but I think neighboring is, I think neighboring, the way that I see it is, is being uh, present with the people that are living around you in such a way that you know their name and you invite them into your life as best as you can. You just kind of be open about like who you are, uh, what your family's like. Um, uh, and you also seek to, to know who they are as best as they'll let you in. You know, some people have, you know, very clear boundaries. We don't do very well, uh, in the Northeast here of being, you know, kind, friendly neighbors in, in the <laughs> South. People just like, you know, you move into the neighborhood, they invite you in for a meal and, uh, your best friends forever. Uh, and you're also up in each other's business forever too. I think. <laughs> but here in the Northeast, people are very guarded. And so for me, being a neighbor in the borough has always been about being kind and a servant. Uh, think about when Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, I think about like just serving, serving other people when I can and, um, knowing their names, being kind to them, inviting them over for something that we're doing or if we can or apologizing for my kids craziness so <laughs> yeah so I guess that would be presence and and um and um just being being available yeah. engaging yeah so you said the word present three times there and I think that's one of the challenges in our society and culture at large and like why do you think that is why why is being present so hard no because there's so many streams of communication that are coming at us I think we you know, there's no, I don't think there's ever a golden age uh, where people weren't struggling with um, trying to think about like the new thought of the, the age or uh, things that were going on in, in world, world and current events. But um, I think the volume and the pace with which people are, are just bombarded with information, that their minds are thinking about multiple different things. And to be present in someone's life, it's... it's uh, it really takes some effort to, to be one in, in the same place mm -hmm. for a long period of time. We've lived in the borough for 11 years. Uh, I've lived in Westchester for 30 some odd years. Uh, 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 oh crap, 40, 40 years. 40 years, 40 some odd years. And um, yeah, the, the people that uh, have been here for a long time are the people that know each other and know the history of the neighborhood and the, the borough and of mm -hmm. the area and the people, people that, you know, they're just they're here for a few years and then they get a job and then they want to, you know, they want to move somewhere or they, mm -hmm. you know, or life takes them somewhere. So, um, it's hard for people to be present because of, of either, uh, you know, at least in, in particular in the Westchester area, it's either cost prohibitive to be able to to be in an area for a single a long period of time, and also people are just thinking about so many different things that they just they go on to the next thing in a conversation and they don't really have time to linger or talk or mm -hmm. you know sit on your porch for a while. Yeah, yeah. So so your the definition that you gave for neighboring is that really being present with those around you. Uh, so what? How do you put this into practice? How do you put your own neighboring into practice? Um. One of the, well, one of the things that um, we like to do is we like to sit on our porch. We have a porch, and uh, we sit on it. And 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 the the house that's connected next to us is a bunch of apartments where you know we see people move in and out all the time, 
uh, and they're in and out. And some people are friendly and they'll talk, but some people have been there for a while. Some and they're mostly young professionals or like young adults or like middle aged and and uh, you know kind of like down and out on their luck. And so we get like all sorts. So just by sitting on our porch and when people walk out, we say hi, how are you? You know, like and sometimes that's intimidating for folks and they'll respond and sometimes they won't. But you know. One is like when somebody's moving something into the house, even though there's people helping, this may sound disingenuous, but I'm like, you know, I was like, hey, can I help you with that? And the answer is, you know, oh, well, thank you, but no, you know, I've just met you. I don't even know who you are and you're going to help. I'm not going to in my house. <laughs> That's true. You know, who, who, yeah, sure, dude. I don't, yeah. Some have taken up the offer, but, but just engaging, just right. simply just, hey, how, hi, how are you? And, um. You know, there are moments that I don't want to do that. I mean, there's definitely where I recognize that I'm not practicing neighboring very well because I'm like, you know, I see somebody that I know. I just, I just personally am in a point where I'm like, I, f- I don't feel like talking and mm-hmm. I avoid them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't I, So one is sitting on the porch, engaging with people. The other is like um, uh, just, just engaging in the neighborhood. Like if there's something like... Uh, going on we try to be a part of it mm-hmm. you know and so we just we just try to practice being uh an engaging pe- engaging people i mean it's just not that hard i don't think yeah i know that one one friend who i learned a lot about neighboring from is that he just said hello to his neighbors and said, <laughs> hey how are you doing it's mind-blowing and i was just and i it just kind of th- uh, threw me back because sometimes like you might uh just you just walk by each other without even not acknowledging each other. And so just uh, treat uh, res- seeing people and saying hello, I think it does, like, it starts you on the path of neighboring. It's not all of it, but it yeah. gets you in the right direction. Yeah. I also like to do, I like to practice things that are, like, unseen. Like, so, for instance, like, we used to have a, she's since passed away a few years ago, but she was our next door neighbor. And we, we butt heads. She was a, she was a feisty old Irish woman, like old. And she, she had a reputation in, in the town for being someone that was like hard headed and just kind of feisty. And we kind of yelled at each other. I, I, I was shocked. There's two old ladies in my neighborhood. I've yelled at. Right? <laughs> I'm like, but, but, uh, it was in moments of tension. One, one, well, I won't recount the story. Maybe I will if you want to, but, uh, <laughs> But but it was, it was things like when it would snow, I would shovel the walkway. Okay. You know, uh, even though she had sons that probably would show up, it just, it was just something that I modeled for my boys, and I was like, you know, I'm I personally I'm gonna shovel it because I'm out here shoveling, and what I didn't want to do is that it just felt unneighborly to me to like shovel to the to, to a line. section yep. and have a line right just stop and just not keep going further. And I'm not gonna go down all the way the block to Price Street, but. This is a woman who, okay, I could probably help her mm-hmm. before her kids get here, so I'll shovel. And even my uh, the other neighbors who, if he's got someone paid, like, if it's not done yet, like, uh, you know, I'll do it. Um, things like, you know, if I see something on somebody's car or, like, you know, you know just, you just do something. Pick up the trash. You just mm-hmm. shovel it. Do things that people don't see right. just to do it because you're you're part of that community mm-hmm. and you're neighboring by serving others by just, you know, this is an eyesore. Let's mm-hmm. get it out of the way. This is, this is in the way. Let's, let's move it. Let's shovel it. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so you've lived in the borough like you uh, for the majority of your life. And, uh, but, so I, I expect that your, your view of neighboring has changed and matured 
but how how has your view of neighboring changed? Um, yeah, you know, so I used to think I used to think that neighboring was um, primarily my role was to start a spiritual conversation and lead people to Jesus Christ as fast as I could, or like just be as open about it. And I still, I still believe, I still, I still believe that that's part of it. But I also, I think the way that has changed about being present in the community is that, you know, for some of us, you know, meeting Christ or seeing Christ or experiencing Christ in the gospel is, is sometimes a quick process and a, a long process, the slow and steady process. And so for me, neighboring is I've had to actually I've had to actually work at at encouraging myself about the fact that you know we're we're Jesus has us present here for a reason, and I've had some gospel conversations where I've clearly articulated the gospel with a neighbor, and they just simply were like, oh, "That's great." <laughs> we've we've had multiple times where we've talked about. Our, our faith and walks with Jesus and I've tried to draw people out and they're just like yeah not interested or that's good for you and and so what what, what do I do after five years ten years um, after neighbor after neighbor moves in moves out like what then am I encouraged by am I or discouraged by you know if I'm if I'm totally thinking you know my whole point of being a neighbor is just to proclaim the gospel mm-hmm. to people then what happens when I proclaim the gospel to my neighbor and they don't respond but they still want to hang out right so my view of neighboring has changed where I need to know that it's 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 the presence and this is one of the things that drew me to, to the Liberty Network honestly is just to, to live speak and serve as the very presence of Jesus for our neighborhoods that how we act how we care for our homes what we say how honest we are and open about our failures when people hear me yelling at my kids and probably have heard me like <laughs> curse through the wind. I mean, like it's, you know, having to go to an old lady and say, I'm, I'm sorry that I, I was, I should not have reacted to you in that way. I was frustrated, but I was wrong and I'm sorry. Like <laughs> that's, she doesn't like fall down and worship Jesus there. But now I, I try to, I try to recognize that neighboring as a Christian mm-hmm is modeling and presenting Christ both in our both in our strengths and in our weakness. Mm-hmm. So so that's how it's changed for me is to be like, you know, to put it in kind of like a recently I've just like been fixing my yard up. It's been a battle with the yard. I'm just starting to see the fruit of my labor. Yeah. My grass is green and somewhat growing. <laughs> and uh, I feel like Adam in the garden. I'm like we're we're to be uh, cultivators of the garden. And if I can make my yard look beautiful, I'm doing this for the neighborhood because right, it looks right, good. Right. Um, and it's something that West Chester Borough, the Borough Rats, like care about. They, we do care, we do? We care. We care about having even brick sidewalks. Yeah. Well, we're fine if we don't. So <laughs> you have to. It's also very true, which is why we care about it. That's right. Yeah. No, well, that, that's awesome. And and so like. I just want to make sure I'm tracking and tracking it right. But so you say that um, your how the the answer to the question how has your view of neighboring changed? Like at the in the beginning, it was really just about uh, telling others about Jesus and like, hey, this is my this is my duty to you in a spiritual sense. There's an urgency, that like, hey, I want you to know Jesus. But now it's more um, that's that remains, but it's also about 
I want to demonstrate God's love for you and just by being a, a loving, caring, kind neighbor that takes care of my yard and takes care of my sidewalk, but mm-hmm. also serves you as as the opportunities arise. Yeah. yeah, and cares about the community. Yeah. I think that's what's lost. I think that's one of the things that's lost is the... Uh, the collective, the collective responsibility mm-hmm. for a neighborhood or a street. Mm-hmm. You know, we have block parties, quote unquote, but block parties were really just because neighbors, you know, families would watch out for one another's kids. They would, they cared about their block. I mean, right. like, in the city of Philadelphia is broken up into neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Like, what neighborhood are you from? Right. So, I think that's lost. Is I think that the individualistic idea of this is my home this is my private property and Mm -hmm. we've lost a sense of that like you know so yeah it's being a force for good that goes beyond your your yard Mm -hmm. you know it's being a force for good uh for your neighbor whether they want you to be or not sometimes don't sometimes that can be challenging because you think you're being a force for good and they're like leave us alone (laughs) all right it's true it's true so i here's a question um what has been, uh, two questions, what has been a challenge that you've experienced from neighboring? And then what has also been a joy that you've experienced from neighboring? Uh, the challenge, the challenge for neighboring, I think it's, I think for me individually, personally, the way that I'm wired, I think the challenge has been like, um, I tend to like go big or go home. And so like it is having too high of an expectation for things that I either want to see happen in my neighbor's life or for our family mm-hmm. to do in the neighborhood or to for our neighbors and always having good ideas of how we can build relationships. But then like just life just kind of gets in the way. We're in the season of life where we've got three, three boys, 13, 11, and nine, and, and they do keep us busy. And, um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, you can get so focused. There's seasons where you're just kind of focused on life in your own household that you forget to reconnect. And so I think the challenge has been both, you know, balancing family life with uh, life of those around and, and, you know, shooting out invitations to people and never following through on that. Hmm. And so that so the challenge is like has been to not... St- to not be disingenuine, you know, to always don't ever want to be that guy that's like, oh, we should get together. And, you know, for years I've been saying it and, um, but yet actually pulling the trigger on it and saying, you know, all right, let's do this, you know, or your neighbors inviting you to something like just two weeks ago, I had to, our neighbors were having a kind of little party in the back and they were, it was like, you know, me and Jack, the name was Wayne. And, uh, I had some stuff to do, but I knew that like I have to, I have to say yes yeah. to this. Yeah. Otherwise, I just keep you know they know that I love Jesus. They know that I'm a pastor. Most of them know <laughs> that I'm a pastor now. Yeah. And uh, whatever they think that means, and um, and uh, if I say no, then what I'm communicating to them is like, oh, this guy just consistently doesn't want to be with us. Right. Which, right. That was not Jesus' posture. Right. But Jesus was Jesus, and he didn't have three kids, so <laughs> he didn't have three boys. Uh, he, he had twelve disciples, I guess. But they were a handful. They were boneheads, <laughs> just like me. Yeah, 
I, I know I know what you mean. Like a few weeks ago, we had some neighbors who invited us into their home for a pizza party. I'm like, well, like my my son kind of needs his nap, and mm-hmm. it's, so like I'm just as you were talking, I was just thinking back to that right there. So it, it is a challenge. Just neighboring is a challenge. But the other side, the other side of the question is, what is a joy that you've experienced from neighboring? Yeah. There's been quite a few of them. Uh, I'll say one joy is that this, the the same the same there's the old the uh, the older couple that lives um, just to, just beside us like one like like across the street from us. The same lady that I yelled at because she like yelled at me for like the way I parented my kid. It was it was here's a story real quickly. I lit a fire. I lit I let my son blow up off of fire firework in the street on the 4th of July on Memorial Day and it it just generated a lot of noise and a lot of smoke and she came out yelling like what are you doing and I basically said to her like would you let me parent my kid thank you I was like he's safe he's with me and she was you know after a while it sunk in I was like she's just actually concerned for my kid and for the neighborhood Mm -hmm. (laughs) that same couple like um, he lets me borrow his truck he's an older gentleman uh, we started a nonprofit that uh, for Jesse's jar, uh, okay. our son Jesse, who has a disability. They still collect coins and they drop off. They drop off a, a jar of money, mm-hmm. and they contribute to. We told them that like we we just stopped doing it, but we just opened a trust fund, and so they um, they the joy is them being in our lives now, mm-hmm. and they're kind and they're they're gracious to us, and so. Uh, and just having people ask questions, I think I, I would say at a pastoral. Actually, I shouldn't say that. As someone who loves Jesus and wants people to know Jesus, mm-hmm. um, I've had people initiate conversations. You just ask me. I know they're fishing, and I never. Sometimes I don't get to get. I don't get to finish the questions. Yeah. Or they finish the conversation. But, right. Um, that's the biggest joys that people will mm-hmm. ask me questions about, and seeing people experience genuine kind of relationship. Uh, I think that's a joy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And and that's the goal of neighboring to have those those genuine relationships. Like, yeah, and that's that's the goal. So, well, Tom, I appreciate your time uh, today, just talking through what neighboring looks like, and uh, we are uh, very thankful to have. Uh, I'm personally, I'm very thankful that you're here in the borough, and I'm also thank thankful you're at Liberty Church. I I think that Liberty Church and Ironworks are first cousins. Um, and so I, it's, it's, it's true. It's we true. are, I guess. It's first cousins. We're first Second cousins. cousins for third cousins. First cousins. I like first cousins. All right. We'll, we'll go with first cousins. We're still, in the, we're still in the big dysfunctional family <laughs> called the church. So, but thanks for your time and, uh, blessings, uh, from one burrow rat to another. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm going to keep that. Burrow rat. Burrow rat. Call your kids burrow rats. <laughs> it's true. If you have found this podcast helpful to you or insightful, please head on over to our website, ironworkswestchester.org, and learn more about us and where you can also subscribe to our podcast. In the coming weeks, there will be other episodes exploring what the art of neighboring looks like in various uh, uh, lives and, and contexts. And so our goal with this entire podcast is to help you grow in your neighboring so that you can follow the way of Jesus for the good of your community. 
Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. May the peace of the Lord be with you.